Hello there. Who is it? It's Silly Auntie Sissy with your favorite radio show and your favorite hostie, Uni. Yay! Welcome to the Silly Auntie Sissy show. We got your back, Jack. We got you. You're gonna go on an adventure. You're gonna climb a mountain. You're gonna go swimming. You're gonna go on that ride five times. You're gonna eat popcorn, juju beans. You're gonna, 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 because you are the coolest kid in town. Because you're with your silly auntie sissy, the best girl in town. Thanks for stopping by the silly auntie sissy show. We got adventures to tell you about, and we got stories to read. I know it's been a little while, but we got some stories from where the sidewalk ends. Shall we begin? Let's go. Hello, Uni. I missed you. I missed you, silly Auntie Sissy. You're my favorite auntie still. Well, I'm glad. One inch tall. If you're only one inch tall, you'd ride a worm to school. The teardrop of crying an ant would be your swimming pool. A crumb of cake would be a feast. And last you seven days at least. A flea would be a frightening beast. If you're a one inch tall, if you're only one inch tall, you'd walk beneath the door, and it would take about a month to get down to the store. A bit of fluff would be your bed. You'd swing upon a spider's thread and wear a thimble on your head. <laughs> if you were one inch tall, you'd surf across the kitchen sink upon a stick of gum. You'd hug your mama, you'd just have to hug her thumb. You couldn't even hug her tummy. You'd run from people's feet in fright. To move a pen would take all night. This poem took 14 years to write, cause I'm just one and a half inches tall. Enter the deserted house. What a perfect one for Halloween. But please walk softly as you do. Frogs dwell here and crickets too. Ain't no ceiling, only blue. Jays dwell here and sunbeams too. Floors are flowers, take a few. Ferns grow here and daisies too. Wish, wish, too, woo, too, hoo. Bats dwell here and hoots house too. Ha, ha, hee, hee, hoo, ha. Gnomes dwell here and goblins too. And my child, I thought you knew I dwell here and so do you. Oh my goodness, how scary. Sick. I cannot go to school today, said little Peggy Ann McKay. I have the measles and the mumps, a gash, a rash, and purple mumps. My mouth is wet, my throat is dry, I'm going to bleed in my right eye. My tonsils are as big as rocks, I've counted 16 chicken pox, and there's one more that's 17, and don't you think my face looks green? My leg is cut, my eyes are blue, it might be in staminatic flu. I cough and sneeze and gasp and choke, I'm sure that my left leg is broke. My hip hurts when I move my chin. My belly button's caving in. My back is wrenched, my ankle sprained. My appendix pained each time it rains. My nose is cold, my toes are numb. I have a sliver in my thumb. My neck is stiff, my voice is weak. I hardly whisper when I speak. My tongue is feeling on my mouth. I think my hair is falling out. My elbows bent, my spine ain't straight. My temperature is 108. My brain is drunk, I cannot hear. There's a hole inside my ear. I have a hangnail and my heart is, what? What's that? What's that you say? You say today is Saturday. Goodbye, I'm going out to play. Wow, little Peggy Ann. Isn't she a hoot? One more, upstairs. There's a family of wrens who live upstairs. Up 
upstairs, 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 inside my hat, all cozy in. My hair, my hair, my hair. I moved a dozen times and still, there, 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 there. I'd like to get away from them, but where, where, oh, where? The hat isn't big enough to share, to share, to share. But now I see you're bored and you don't care, don't care, don't care, don't care about the wrens who live inside my hair, my hair, my hair. And that is it. Next week we'll read about the garden. <sighs> oh, that little Peggy Ann. I know, unicorn. She's a hoot and a half. I like her. We all do. We all do, Uni. Mwah. Good to see you. I miss that little voice. We'll never go so long again without talking, little, you know, little Uni. I missed you. And I missed you, too. Let's see. Here's another one from the Caroline Kennedy's Family of Poems. In just spring, when the world is mudless, the little lamb ball balloon man whistles far and wee, and Hetty and Ball came running from marbles and perils in its spring. When the world is puddle wonderful, the queer old balloon whistles far and wide, far and wee, and Betty Dismal came dancing from hopscotch jumping rope. And it's spring, and the goat-footed ball moon man, balloon man, whistles far and wee. E. E. Cummings. One more. Pippa's song. This year's at spring, and days at the morn, mornings at seven, the hillsides do pearled. The lark's on the wing, the snail's on the thorn. God's in the heaven, all's right with the world. Robert Browning. And next week we'll read about the pasture. And isn't that funny? It's all about gardens this fall. And should we read some activities quickly? Let's see. What's some things to do? Let's have a parade. We already did that. A party cake. What a perfect time of year for a party. You'll need your favorite cake recipe, measuring cups and spoons, mixing bowls and spoons, cake or cupcake pans. And instant pudding, you'll need instant pudding mix and milk. I used to make that with my Grammy. Who will you make it with? Thumbprint pies, one a cup flour, half a teaspoon of salt, four tablespoons of butter, two teaspoons of water, mixing bowl, cookie sheet, mixing spoon or fork, jam. Let your child help you measure the flour, salt, butter and water in a bowl. Take turns mixing the dough until it's smooth. Let your child play with the dough, then show them how to roll it into a small bowl. Put the, do the dough bowls on a cookie sheet, and let your child mash their thumbprint on each one. Bake at 350 degrees for 8 to 10 minutes. Once cooled, you can add a small amount of jam to each thumbprint. Aw, oh, thumbprint pies. I like it. That sounds like a good one. How about making butter? One point heavy cream container with a tight fitting lid. Salt, spoon, butter knife, crackers or bread. Pour the pint of heavy cream into the jar and tightly close the lid. Take turns shaking the jar with your child. It can bake ten to twenty it can take ten to twenty minutes of shaking for the cream to become lumpy. Once the cream forms from large lumps, pour off the liquid or drain it through a cheesecloth and add a pinch of salt before giving the lumps a good stir. Let your child spread a little bit of butter on crackers or bread for a snack. 
There you go. That one sounds fun. And one last one, making peanut butter. You'll need peanuts, a wooden spoon, rolling pin, plastic storage bag, a food processor, crackers, and a butter knife. Pour the roasted peanuts into a plastic food storage. Take turns pedaling, pounding and crashing the peanuts with a wooden spoon or a mullet. Once the peanut pieces are fairly small, let your child finish crushing them with the rolling pin. Pour the crushed peanuts into a food processor and blend until creamy. Let your child put a small amount of the peanut butter on a cracker for a snack. Did you like crushing the peanuts? Do you think the peanut butter you buy at the store is better? Why? And you can challenge your kids to be quietly. Be as quiet as they can for a short while. And things to talk about when making the butter. What can we do while waiting for the lumps to form? Do you want to sing a song or make up a story? That's fun. Well, it's just getting ready for the holidays. And one last one, instant oatmeal, hot water, bowl, spoon, and cinnamon, and an instant packet of any kind, or even hot chocolate. Let your child pour the oatmeal in the bowl while the water is heating. Add the hot water, pouring it carefully. Let your child mix the two together with a spoon until it cools. Add a sprinkle of cinnamon if you like. Your child might like to see a video of an astronaut acting similarly, eating similar instant food. Things to talk about. Why do we need to add hot water to the food? Do you think it would work as well with cold water? There's a lot of things to make. Dad's tiger connection? What is that? Oh, with strawberries, banana, wheat germ, or flaxseed, cup of milk, potato masher, and this one is egg salad sandwiches. You'll need eggs and mayonnaise and bread. Well, it's all about cooking. You have some good recipes there. And you can talk about how you cook and why. Well, how grand is that? How fun. And now, I love cooking. I know you do, Unicorn. You're a blast to cook with. Mwah. And this one is the boxcar children. Where do we leave off? It's been so long. Sorry about it, this guys. This one is bread. Um, we were just cooking and swimming. They were just, um, to recap, someone was looking at them as they finished their swim. Now bread. Chapter 9. One by one, the family woke up. They laughed at one another for going to sleep on the sand. We needed a nap in the middle of the day, said Mr. Alden. The sun is very hot. I'd like to see how the breadfruit is getting along, said Jesse. So would I, said Mike. It doesn't look like bread at all. Not, no, only like big green brains, said Benny. Over the rocks they went. They walked along the sandy beach. We ought to call this Shark Bay, said Mike. Good, said Lars. This is just what it is. It is very dangerous. Everyone was looking at the water. All but Benny. He happened to look the other way. He looked at the woods. Something was moving in the woods. He looked again. A long vine was swinging. One end of the vine was up in a tall tree. The other end went up too. It went out of sight in another tree. A swing, shouted Benny. Look at it. Now what do you know, said Benny, a real swing. Lars walked to the bushes. 
He pulled on the swing. It did not come down. Here, let me sit in it, cried Mike. He sat down on the big vine and pushed. The swing seemed to be very strong. I can go way up high, Ben, cried Mike excitedly. Be careful, Mike, said Grandfather. Take it easy. That swing might break suddenly. We don't want any broken legs here. Henry said, Grandfather, a vine wouldn't grow like that all by itself, would it? It could grow like that, said Mr. Alden, but I don't think it did. See, all the leaves are off. Someone took all the leaves. Oh, dear, said Jesse. We have a mystery and it gets worse all the time. I think it gets better all the time, said Mike, swinging gently. Someday we will find out who made this swing and who lives here. We have plenty of time and plenty of clues, said Benny. Let me have a swing too, Mike. No, you come another day and swing, said Lars suddenly. We must get back to that bread fruit. When Lars took the bread fruit out of the fire, they saw some soft-baked fruit, the shape of enormous eggs. He took them out one by one and put them on big leaves. These leaves are as big as umbrellas, said Jesse. Yes, people use them for umbrellas when it rains, said Lars. Never see. Now see, there are seeds inside the breadfruit. He took out about 30 seeds. Each was as big as a nut. Eat them, said Lars. The seeds are nutty and rich. Then you eat the soft part of the fruit with the razor claim shells. We must make these spoons very soon, said Henry. We need spoons for everything. I like this, said Benny. He bit into a seed. It does taste nutty. I'll open the canned meat, said Henry. Then we'll have meat and bread together. He did so. With cold meat and hot breadfruit, the family enjoyed a full meal. They did not know that someone was watching them all the time. The days went by very fast now. Every day they brought more surprises. They made two huts ready for rain, but it did not rain. Every day was beautiful. The blue bay was bluer than ever, and green bay was greener. One day they all went to the spring for water. Benny looked first at the white shell. It had been moved. Benny said to himself, that shell has been moved. It was right next to the white stone. Now it is over on the other side. Hmm. But they never, I bet someone drinks here every day, but they never saw anyone. The mariner bird did not come back. They dug the sand out of the Explorer 2 boat and washed it. They pulled it higher on the sand. It looked fine, but this time they did not hear any whine from the treetops. Everyone had a fine spoon now. They had bowls, too. They made a bowl from half a coconut shell, Jess. Jesse said, I like coconut milk better than dry milk now. It's sweeter. I like sugar cane the best, said Mike. That is the sweetest of all. Sugar cane is our candy, said Benny. We can pick it at any time we want to. And so the days went by. Nobody ever thought of the sea star because they didn't want to. It came. They were having too good of a time. Chapter 10. We'll read one more. How about that? These are very short chapters, aren't they, kids? One day, Henry said suddenly, I don't want a nap today. I don't either, shouted Benny. Let's walk over into the woods. It is cool enough there. 
and Mike said it at the same time. Mr. Alden laughed. He said, I want a nap just the same. Lars was fixing a hole in the roof of the girls' hut. I think I'll stay home and work on the roof. You can explore it, he said, if you want to. It's safe enough. Henry said, I'd like to see the other side of the island. Lars nodded. He looked at Henry. The best way to go is right behind the spring. When you get to the spring, you climb the rocks behind it. Then you go down the other side to the beach. There is a, a nothing there but a beach. Good, said Henry. Let's go. All the children jumped up. Off they started. Lars stopped his work to watch them. He said, fine, children. Mr. Alden, yes, they are, said Mr. Alden, every one of them. Then Lars went back to his work. Mr. Alden went inside his hut to take a nap. Very soon he came back to the door and looked up. He said, I don't like to have the children go off alone, Lars. You know there is someone on this island. Just keep an eye on them, will you? Don't let them know. Lars said quietly, yes, sir. I was going to follow them in a minute. I don't want to spoil their fun. They'll never know that I'm watching. Good, said Mr. Alden. Thank you, Lars. I see that you understood what I mean. They always did like that, to be on their way. The children watched happily through the ferns. Jesse said, Isn't this fun, Henry? It's the first time we've been alone. It makes me think of the old days in the boxcar. We had to plan everything for ourselves, Henry smiled at his sister. Nobody helped us. It was fun. Did Jesse take care of you, Ben? asked Mike. Take care of me, said Benny. Now, don't start that again, cried Mike. You know what I mean. Yes, everyone took care of me. I was young then. They taught me to read. Don't you have to go to school, asked Mike. Well, I did later. But not then, said Benny. You and I had fun in school, Mike. We had a nice teacher. Now, what was her name? I don't remember, said Mike. I just know she was nice. She was always telling us about bananas growing on trees. Think of that, Ben. And here we have really seen them growing. Her name made me think of cows, said Benny. Cows, said Mike. It didn't me. It was nothing like cows, I'm sure of that. <clears throat> the children soon came to the spring. They looked at the two beautiful little waterfalls for a minute. Henry looked at the rocks. That's a good climb, he said, but I think we can all do it. We can start from the statues. <clears throat> we can start from the statues, said Mike. It's all covered with leaves and bushes, said Jesse, but I thought we could find it. Not today, thought Benny. Today we're climbing the mountain. Henry began to climb. Yes, you all wait and see how I get along, he said. Henry went up the rocks very well. Soon he called back. Henry is a nice big... Here is a nice big place halfway up. We can stand here or sit down and rest. Come along, Mike said. Now, Violet, I'll help you. Take my hand. Thank you, Mike, said Violet. You are a better climber than I am. Up they went. Put your feet here, Violet, said Mike. That's the last step. Then I'll pull you up. Mike was very strong. He was very gentle with Violet. At last they were all sitting on the wide rocks to rest. But Benny could not sit long. He turned and looked at every side. He turned around and looked behind him. Look, he said, a stump. It was a stump, but it was not growing there. Henry's excited. Look, everyone, he cried. That stump never grew up here. Someone put it here. 
someone put there? What? That's right, said Jesse. See the stones on every side of it? The stones hold it. The stones kept it straight so it won't fall off, said Benny. Jesse said slowly, I wonder what the stump is for. It must be to step on. Benny, I think you're right, cried Henry, and I'm going to step on it and see what I can see. Henry put one foot on the stump very carefully. Then he lifted himself by a small tree. Well, what do you know? What is it? cried Jesse. I can't believe my eyes. It's a big cave. It's just like our old boxcar. No, it can't be, Henry. Well, it is. Way off in the South Seas. Come up and see for yourself. You'll have to take turns. Jesse, you come first. I'll come down. Henry stopped off the stump. He gave Jesse his hand and up she went. Oh, Violet, she called it a tall, wild cave in the rocks. It's very long and the floor is a bed. It's all covered with leaves and ferns. And Henry, did you see the shelf? Yes, I certainly did, said Henry. That is how I was sure it was like the boxcar. It has dishes on it. What kind of dishes, Jess, called Jesse? Said Benny. He could hardly wait for his turn. Well, there's a pile of shells for plates. I'll come down now, Benny. Ought to see those dishes. Violet said, let Benny have my turn. Benny was glad he got up on the stump. Henry helped him. Then Benny saw something that made him more excited than ever. My pink cup! It's my pink cup! I think so, too. I think someone made this place to sleep in. I think someone made it to live in when it rained, said Henry. And there, this has a wide roof where the rocks come over the cave. Let me try it, said Mike. I'll climb in and lie down. Benny came down. Mike went up. He lay there on the bed. Oh, it's as hard as a rock. I could never sleep here, he said. You might if you had to, said Henry. Suppose it was pouring rain outside. Benny climbed down as far as the statue's nose. He sat down and watched Mike. Suddenly, Benny saw the trees move above him. First one tree moved, then another. Benny thought some animal was jumping from one tree to another. Without a word, he followed the trees. He crashed through the bushes and ferns. He kept looking up all the time he watched the tree trunks moving. Yes, he thought, somebody jumps from one tree to the next. Maybe it's a monkey. But this time I am going to find out. Oh, went Benny. He picked himself up and crashed on and on and went. On and on went the thing in the trees. On and on went Benny. Is it ever going to stop, he thought. He was out of breath. The bushes and ferns were much bigger than he was. I won't stop. I won't stop until it does. For he did. He put his foot down and everything gave away under him. Hope there's no water in this. But no, the hole was deep and dry. I'm glad, thought Benny. But now, how do I get out? I'd better yell. I hope Henry can hear me. Benny did not have time to make a sound. Over the edge of the hole, he saw a boy who was very thin and brown with long hair. Who are you? asked Benny, looking up. I'm Peter, said the boy. Oh, you look like a girl, said Benny. Long hair. No, I'm a boy, said Peter. I cut my hair with my knife. I can't cut my hair with my knife. Come on now, Benny. Give me your hand. Benny took hold of the brown hand. He thought it would be soft like a girl's, but it was very hard like a dog's paw. Peter pulled Benny out of the hole. That hole is my storehouse, said Peter. It's a trap, too. So I see, said Benny. How did you know I'm Benny? Oh, I've watched you for a long time. I know you all, said Peter. The two boys sat down and looked at each other. They never thought of the family back at the cave. Chapter 10, 11, Peter. And we'll continue tomorrow.
What do you guys think so far? What a fun story, huh? There's four chapters left. We'll read it. We'll finish it soon. And it won't take forever. I promise you guys. Well, thanks for listening to Silly Auntie Sissy Theater Radio Theater today. I'm glad you listened. I'm here for you always. Bye, guys. It's fun. It's been fun. Me and Uni say we love you. We love you from Silly Auntie Sissy, your best friend. Bye.